This is the joke that I meant to tell you. <laughs> oh, oh, tell me. What is the joke? Um, I just looked up and saw your face, and that's why I started laughing. Um, Understandable. Because I wasn't looking at your face. Well, you were making a face. I wasn't laughing at your face. That's fucking rude. What? what? That's not what I... <laughs> Anyways, bitch. Um... <laughs> So I went out Costco shopping with Chris, and then he Ooh. bought he bought like two like uh, like loaves of bread that they make in house, right? So it was like mm-hmm. two two big like rolls of bread, two big loaves of bread, and like one package, right? So yeah. we were gonna go out to eat near a place near my apartment. So he we came back to my place like like right down the road. We were gonna eat. So we come back to my apartment, and he we put his stuff in the fridge, and then like bring his perishables like to heat inside, and so. I look down and I see these two tan oval things and I'm like, what the fuck are those? And like these big old tan things and they're flat and they're smooth. Okay. And for like half a second I go, whose fucking house slippers are those? Because that's what I'm like, that's what was going through my head. Yeah. And so I tell him, I was like, what the fuck? And then before I even finished my sentence, I'm like, oh, I was like, that's your bread. And so I told him, I was like, I thought your loaves of bread or slippers, and then he goes, "No, they're loafers." Hell yeah! What a man! <laughs> what a fucking man! Ugh. I kicked get him it. out. I kicked him out. I said, "Get the fuck out." That's disrespectful. <laughs> that was a good fucking joke. That was a good joke, man. Ah, <sighs> uh, uh, Well, that segues perfectly. Um, okay, tell me. Somebody asked me the other day. Uh, I have met my like person that's basically me, but not. I don't. Which is fucking weird. I don't. We're the same person. It's really strange. Um. I, I don't yeah. fucking need two of you on this goddamn planet. <laughs> I don't need two of you assholes on this fucking floating it's rock so good. going through uh, space. Uh. She knows who she is. It's so good. All right. So she looked at me the other day and she goes, so everybody at work fucking hates me. And I was like, what? And she goes, everybody at my work fucking hates me because of my dad jokes. And I was like, <gasps> tell me. Oh, so my me God. <laughs> she hits me with, what do you get when you cross a parrot and a centipede? This is where that fucking joke came from. A walkie-talkie. I can't stand you. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, that was great. So the same day that, because she also works with me. She has two jobs. So she she's, she works with me at the place that I work, the outdoors place. So we go to take lunch at the same time. So like I'm sitting down in the break room. Everything's chill. I've like heated up my food. Life is good. I'm like chowing down on my food. Everything's great. I only get like a half hour lunch. So I'm in there by myself for probably 15 minutes finish my food here she comes so we're sitting and we're talking and everything is chill and all of a sudden like we hear at the same time either what sounds like either we couldn't decide what it was a child screaming bloody murder or someone like peeling out behind the back of the store because that's like where a break room is so both of us are like what the fuck what just happened what's going on and then we hear the loudest pop and I swear to God, I was like, somebody just got fucking shot. That's what just happened. Oh, no. And she, she's like, what the fuck, bro? And she points, and it's the microwave that I had just heated my food up in 20 minutes before. What the? The exterior glass had shattered. <gasps> it was not hot. There was nothing inside it. I just heated up food in like a plastic ass container. It wasn't hot on the inside of the microwave. So she looks at me and she goes, well, I think I have a ghost following me. And I went, excuse the fuck out of me. What did you say? Wait a minute. What? Yeah, because that had happened to her that day. Previously that day, she had like walked down uh, a hallway like where she works. And there's a bunch of like boxes and shit on the sides. And the boxes just all fell. So 
That's, does she, that's crazy. Does she have a poltergeist following her? Because what the fuck is that? I don't know, but I'm going to send you a picture of this fucking microwave because I was like, there's no way for me to explain how this thing broke because like it popped and then it just continued like you you could hear still hear like the little tinkling as it continued to crack where you, and it just kept cracking where'd you send it i texted it to you you texted it there it is yeah yeah what so, the fuck the glass just yeah, shattered like, on the front of yes. it and not on the inside it was the exterior right so the internal glass was fine i don't know how that happened what the fuck but that was probably the scariest experience of my day like like I thought somebody got shot no just a fucking microwave so the screeching where'd you go there's your face the screeching yeah, i'm still here hello <laughs> so the the screech and the pop were the microwave so no so like the screeching we think was somebody like peeling around the back of the building and then it was quiet for like a solid 30 seconds and that's when the pop happened and the pop was the microwave though yes the pop was the microwave. I thought somebody had been shot, but no, it was just the microwave breaking. So that was wild. Holy fucking shit, bro. Yeah, that happened to me like two days ago. Okay, well, she needs uh, an exorcist, a priest, a wizard. Like, she needs fucking something. <laughs> all, of, all of the above. Because she doesn't need to be bringing that One shit to work. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Okay. It was a very strange occurrence. So that was that was a fun time. Okay. I also, this week, had... The weirdest experience. I have never in my life had a customer say, wow, you have the best customer service I've ever seen because I yelled at another customer and it was sincere. It wasn't sarcastic. Wait, what what the fuck happened? (laughs) I know. Right. So I was up front and one of the one of the cashiers was trying to explain to this individual who um, does uh, he presented as not being able to speak fluent English. Um so she's trying to explain to him, no, sir, you can only get four of this certain item and you have five. So she tried that for a solid 30 seconds. I was with somebody else. And finally, like, I looked at the guy I was with and I was like, can you give me like 30 seconds? And he goes, yeah, whatever you need to do. So I stepped the like two feet over and I'm like, hey, you can get this. And I show him the four items. And then I take one away and switch one out. And I said, or this, what do you want? And then suddenly he could speak perfect English and he said, no, 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 I want all five. And I said, no, sir, you can get four. You can do this or you can do this. There's your two options. Choose. And that's exactly how I said it. And the guy goes, well, I don't want any of it then. And I said, okay. And I picked it up and moved it over and went back to my customer. And my customer is dying laughing. (laughs) Like I have never seen someone 65 or older look like they were about to stroke from laughing so hard. But this man straight looked like that. So, <laughs> oh my god dying this this other guy that i took the stuff from pissed off and was like this is fucking stupid and leaves and i was like see you later man <laughs> my customer is still cracking up and he goes i just want you to know he's like like after he'd calmed down he goes you have the best customer service that i have seen in probably 20 years he's like because it's not just important to like your customers are not always right sometimes they're fucking assholes like that guy I was like, what? And he goes, you have great customer service because you identified that that guy was fucking with your employee and you fixed it. And that's awesome. You need a job? And I was like, no, man, thanks, though. Crazy. Wait, no, hold up. What do you mean (laughs) job? Wait. I don't know. But I was like, no, I I think I'm okay. And he was like, all right, I'm looking to retire soon. So, I mean, I just, if you need something, I was like, you come back. We'll talk about it. He was so nice. What? A, that's crazy. crazy. What? Yeah, what? I was like, huh? That's some that weird. That has never happened to me. Well, I mean, also, 
um, someone saying you have the sexiest voice they've ever heard also has never happened. <laughs> I didn't want to remember. I know. Happened. I know. But like, if I have to remember, you're going to have to remember. Well, I mean, I did have someone call recently and, and I answered in my customer service voice and he goes, "Ooh, you have a voice for radio. And I went, please never talk to me like that again. What do did, you want? Did you really? <laughs> yes. No, you I was like, that's uncomfortable. No, you didn't. It just came out. No, you didn't. I did. It just came out. And then he started laughing and then asked this question and it was fine. Oh. But who oh boy. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you have a voice for radio. I, maybe. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe everyone. Maybe everyone's on to something, Zoe. I don't I don't like it. I'm not about it. What? Thank you. I don't have an announcer <laughs> voice. You don't have to have an announcer voice. You just apparently have to have a sexy voice. Maybe you just have to have to have to have to have your voice. Maybe I can get people to pay me to read smut novels. Like yeah. an excessive amount of money. I mean, Maybe that's a thing. I mean, hmm. I mean, hmm. no one has to get, know. Get that bread. No get that head. It, like, right, like, it's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's, I it's mean, something. I mean, if you got to post, post your feet, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just gross. <laughs> the only We're, problem is I have a very noticeable feet because they're tattooed. There are tattooed. So everybody would know, uh, hey, I know who, who that is. I've seen their feet tattoos. It'd be mm. awful. I keep forgetting your feet tattoos. Yeah, well, I only have one foot tattooed, but oh. the other ones are coming. It's gonna happen. Okay, get them to match. All right. Oh, that's just the, the tattoo's not disgusting. It's the fact that you're getting the top of your foot tattooed is disgusting. Cause like it, it yeah. fucking hurts. It it do it do fucking hurt. Uh, I don't think I could walk well for like a week after I got my foot done. So, bro, oops. Like, what? Is, why did you get the top of your foot done? Cause I think it's cool. I okay. like the way it looks. Okay. So, and then I was like, well, you know, that that's a thing I could do. That's a that's a place that, because, like, it's a rose, and roses are notorious for anywhere you get them on your body. They're going to look fucking weird in, like, 20 years. So I was like, well, what's the place that is least likely to sag? Oh, my feet. Yeah, let's do that. So. Genius. Whoops. Yeah, Genius. Here we are. No, like. It'll always look the way it looks. <laughs> yeah, because, like, it's a foot. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, I just want you to. I gotta make a post about it, but I just want to let you know that we're a quarter of the way there to getting the ghost tattoo. We've oh, got, shit. We've got 250,000 listens. Hell yeah. Guys, it, all of your friends, you need to tell them to listen because Katie has made a deal with me. I, it's written down and I'm sticking to it. It is. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get uh, ghosty tattoos. So I need everybody and their sister to listen to the same episode at least 100 times. Yes, all be, of you. It has to be different unique IP. It has to be different unique IP addresses. God damn it. Get all your friends to listen to it repeatedly forever. We're at, we're at 20 25.4 thousand. That's crazy though. Isn't that wild? Wow. So, if we get 100,000 listens, I will get the ghost tattooed on my anky. Let's go. Okay. I want to do that. I also want to get other tattoos, but that's we'll talk about that later. Same. Okay. Same. Um, you want to know this is a shit Segue. You want to segue? <laughs> Gimme. Tell me. Segue. You want to know what I also want to get tattooed on my body? No, no, that one doesn't work. That one's weird. That's it's these. It's where we stopped. I gotta go with it. It's part of the show. <laughs> I hate it though. This is the worst one ever. You you want to know what else I want to get tattooed on my body? Tell me what you want immortalized on your skin. <laughs> Spooky stories.
So fucking stupid. Okay. We're here. We're queer. And, um. Ready to drink beer, but I don't have any, so that's fucking sad. Yep. Oops. So, um. Oh, you don't have beer? What the fuck? I know. What are you doing? I realized I, I forgot that today was recording day, so I didn't go to the store. Oops. How, you forgot me? I know. And not on purpose. I actually thought I had a beer in my fridge, and then I went to look and was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. That's fine. I'm I'm drinking my spicy pickle juice. Sipping elegantly my spicy pickle juice. That's not true. You're just fucking chugging it. I am not. Drowning that shit. That's, I don't, I don't want to turn Put into a, a pickle. Put a straw in there and slurp it. Disgusting. <laughs> that's fucking nasty. <laughs> Through a straw, you disgust yeah. me. Why? It's just like any other beverage. It's not a beverage, you weirdo. Mm, You're sipping it like a beverage. No, I'm sipping it like... Shut up. Anyways. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want? Heads or tails? I want heads, please. For the the crown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, let me see if I can do this. Don't land in the pickle juice. If you yeeted that into your pickles, I would just expire. (laughs) <laughs> I would simply expire. I would simply I would pass away. Okay, well, you got heads, so you're gonna go first. Hell yeah! But before we do, no. Do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to take a shot at it, or do you want me to do it? I want you to do it because <laughs> my brain has like frozen up. Oh, okay, I know. When I put you on the spot, you always it's it's fine. Um, yeah. What, what am I doing? Do the oh, Patreon thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, hello, everyone. If you want to support whatever the fuck this is, please be sure to head on over to Patreon at patreon.com slash hauntharborellyknowher. We have two tiers. We have a $5 investigator tier. We have a $7 medium tier. With the medium tier that you get access to bonus episodes, which we have coming through the shoot. They're coming. And they're um, fun. You get a sticker and a virtual personal high five that Zoe's still working on. Yeah. So with our bonus episodes, we have three types of episodes. Yes. Technically four, I guess. Um, We have a story by me. A weird, weird, uh-huh. weird story by me. A weird story by Zoe. She likes conspiracy theories. It's kind of like, it's kind of like um, dealer's choice, I guess. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Except yeah, there's, there's still no murder. There's still uh, no. Mm. Mm. Yeah. There's still no yeah, murder. There's still no murder. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we have a bullying Katie series where uh, Zoe, <laughs> you fucker, Zoe forces me to watch scary things, and we're, we all watch it together. We we put our faces it's great. up. Put our faces up, and you also get to watch along with the YouTube, whatever the fuck we're watching. And we're starting a new series. Great. We're starting a new series because if I get bullied, I'm bullying Zoe back, and we. I'm going to be playing horror games, and she's Woo. she's going to watch me. Hell yeah, get them, get it. It's gonna be great. So that's, I'm excited. Eh. So that's what's going on. So we're gonna we're gonna play little nightmares twos here soon. Woo! After I get back from my Chris Christmas birthday trip. From your self Christmas trip, that my, doesn't make my sense. My self, self birthday, self birthday. Yeah, your birthday present to yourself. My birthday is on May tenth. It is. Just so everyone's We're both aware. May babies. Yep. But you're a psycho Gemini, and I'm a stubborn That's ass true. Taurus. So, yeah. There we are. It is what it is. Okay. All right. You ready now? Yes. I cheated. What do you mean? And I looked up what you're covering, but also like how I, fucking dare you? I know I cheated because somebody asked what we were talking about, so I was like, "Yeah, let me cheat and look." And I cheated and I looked. Um, but I have no idea how. Like, obviously it's old, but like I have no idea yeah. how it's haunted. Yeah, there's a lot. I actually, um, I went here. I've been here, like inside this place with my feetsies. Um, and it's it's pretty fucking wild. Tell me, yes. Zoe Knowlton, where oh. are we covering today? Because so no we're one... talking about. Sorry. 
No, go ahead. Because uh, <laughs> I was going to say no one knows what we're talking about, but that's a fucking lie. It's in the title, <laughs> and I'm an idiot. So, okay, anyways. Anyways, I'm just going to sip on my pickles, and I'm going to let you talk. Okay, sounds great. So this this week we're talking about the Tower of London. Woo! Yes. It's not a tower. Mm-hmm. There's a... Well, okay, so it's like... The White Tower is that central, like, biggest, tallest thing. That's what a, it's called. That's a castle. That is not a Correct. singular tower. Correct. So there are a bunch of outbuildings surrounding that tower, as it's called. Um... So, sorry, it's just called the White Tower. That's it's, what it is. It's not a tower. It's a castle with four towers on it. Yeah, it's actually really silly because the, the bridge is actually taller than the tower <laughs> in the picture. Um, like, the towers on the bridge are actually taller than the oh Tower of London God. Tower. Hey, hey, Spider-Man was filmed there. Yep. It <laughs> was. Yep. I'm actually really disappointed you can't see the London Eye from here. Um because it's probably one of the most terrifying things I've ever done in my entire life. And I wanted to point out a picture of it, but it's not there. It's fine. Yes. Can we talk about how fucking disgusting that river is? Oh, yeah. It's gross. It's bad. It's big bad. Big gross. That is nasty. Yep. Yeah, you don't want to end up in that river because it's, it's pretty gross. Like, I could, like, the wakes that that boat is making i can see yeah. the like the fucking gunk like it's brown yep ew yep okay yep yep it's not it's not, it's not nice it's pretty gross it's okay. pretty gross we we did like a, a pleasure boat tour down the thames was and it it's pleasure not, it's it smells <laughs> it smells <laughs> oh yeah my chair is loud that was Sorry. the chair <laughs> that was the chair okay yeah it's a it's a pretty pretty gross river so the okay. Tower of London. Let's talk a little little history about this boy. So it's the tower is officially known as Her Majesty's Royal Palace and Fortress of the Tower of London. That's its like full title. That's that's not where she lives though. That's no no. She lives in Buckingham Palace. Right. Yeah. Okay. So tell me. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna be quiet and sip my pickles now. Okay. You're great. So it's located on the north bank of the River Thames in central London. It's located within the London borough of Tower Hamlets, which is the historic part of the East End. Yes. Do you have a question? I have a comment. Because I can't keep my fucking mouth shut. What? Remember when I was doing the listeners episode and instead of me calling it the River of Thames, I called it Thames. (laughs) Thames. Yeah, I do. I'm so so stupid. Anyways, continue. No, you're not. It's fine. I still can't get uh, Gloucester right. Gloucestershire? However the fuck you say it. Gloucester? I don't know. Gloucester. I still can't get that one it's right. It's Gloucester. I still can't get it right. Okay. So, All right. it's fine. And he's in here, and I'm going to fuck his name up. <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's fine. <laughs> it's all fine. Uh, so, this historic part of East End is separated from the Easter, like, more eastern edge of the square mile of the City of London by the open space known as Tower Hill. Now, Tower Hill is important because it's where all the executions take place. Took place. Took, I was like, I was about to say, what? I mean, take, take, it took place. Yeah, it took place. Okay. The tower itself was founded in, or the area was founded in 1066. So it's it's old boy. Oh, wow. By the latter part of the Norman conquest. For some reason, it uh, autocorrected in my notes to normal. It's Norman. Okay. Who's, conquest. Who's Norman? It's a fella. 
the the white tower itself which is actually like the actual like tower that thing that i was like yeah the tallest part that's still not as tall as the bridge that part (laughs) was built by william the conqueror in 1078 and uh was kind of a resented symbol of oppression by william the conqueror nobody was excited that it was built it was not a not a fun happy time oh because it was really just built to show that he was stronger than the people of the country and he had won. So. Oh, what a dick bag. Yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I feel like everybody in the like thousands was a dick bag. Like the early thousands. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> that's wild. Oh, so the castle was used as a prison from 1100 when King Henry the First imprisoned a man named Ranulf Flambard. What, what a, a name. name. What a name. What a, what a name. name. So Ranulf Flambard was actually sus- uh, imprisoned for suspected embezzlement, and then it was continued, like, the, the last person that was imprisoned, people that were imprisoned, was in 1952. So for a solid 852 years, this thing was used as a prison on and off. Oh, wow. Yeah, the last people imprisoned were the Cray twins, so Ronald or Ronnie, and Reginald or Reggie. So <laughs> Ronnie and Reggie. <laughs> Reg, Reg, I fucking love the name Reginald. It makes me laugh. I want to name a dog Reginald. I don't, I don't know about a person. Uh, they were identical twin brothers who were the foremost mob people in London during the fifties and sixties. They're just the mobsters. They were part of a gang called the Firm, which cracks me up. The Firm. <sighs> Reggie um, and Ronnie of the Firm. Yeah. I, I need to. You just jogged my brain. Yeah. Um, Tiny Tina. I'm pretty sure when she launched the rockets in, I'm like totally fucking sorry. Borderlands You're two. Great. Borderlands two. Tiny Tina. She launched rockets. Uh huh. At the train coming through, and I know one of them was Reginald. <laughs> that would be fitting. And I want to because it was two rockets, and I want to say it might have been Reginald and Ronnie. I mean that would fit. Carry on. That I will be. Great. I will. I will find the answer because I'm pretty sure that's what the name of the rockets are. Please tell me. Yes. So the zenith, or the very tippy top of the castle, was used as a prison with many prominent figures who actually fell into disgrace. They were housed there. So it was more of a like we don't want to kill you, but we want to put you under house arrest kind of jail prison thing than a like we're gonna hold you in like really bad conditions until death kind of prison thing. Although. They did have a dungeon on the very bottom because, of course, they had a dungeon. It was the medieval times. So here we are. But uh, Elizabeth I, before she was ever queen, was held here. Uh, Sir Walter Reglin and Elizabeth Throckmorton. What a name. Throckmorton. Were all held in the tower at one point or another. This type of house arrest actually led to the phrase sent to the tower uh, that a lot of British people use. That's cool. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Which uh, obviously is just means imprisoned so regardless of the type of imprisonment that took place here the tower had a really bad reputation as a place of death and torture because medieval times uh so it it was popularized in the 16th century by religious propaganda and then again in the 19th century by writers only seven people were actually executed within the tower before the world wars so executions were actually held here but they were held at the not like at the tower they were held at uh tower hill which is adjacent yes it's sir reginald and princess fluffy but it's not it's not the twins i know yeah i was like i know she said reginald okay continue on 
That would have been way better, but that's okay. <laughs> so, uh, at Tower Hill, there were 112 executions that took place over a period of 400 years. Woo! Fun fact, the hill where the execu- executions took place is now the home of Trinity Square Gardens. And I looked into what the, that is, and it is the official authority for lighthouses in England, Wales, the Channel Islands, and Gibraltar. Gibraltar, if I could talk. Which is just really funny to me. Um, it's a lighthouse coalition. Yeah. Is it haunted? I don't know. It should, it should uh, be. Probably. It, it fucking should probably. be. Okay. More than likely, I would say it is. Okay. Um, they do... So, like, I looked at the gardens, and they do have the actual site of where the scaffolding was for the hangings is completely bare. Like, they let, like it's stoned, so there's, like, cobblestones, and then there's, like, these big dramatic-ass chains all around it. Um, so I thought that was kind of wacky. Wackadoodle. Wild. Uh, yeah. And that's, a, and that's a cat. It is, yeah. My, my cat's been incredibly needy recently, so I had to put his bed on my desk, because otherwise he'll be in my face. And now he's just standing in the in the thing, looking at me like, How, why the fuck did you put me here? This is not where I want to be. There, he's sitting there. See? No, he's sitting. Yeah. Yeah. He's needy as shit. Yeah. He's so cute, though. Oh. So this tower was a grand palace early in its history, you know, before it was used as a prison on okay. and off. Awesome. Bits of a prison. Prison for important people. Sure. So it served as a royal residence. The entire complex is several buildings set within two concrete, or excuse me, concentric rings of defensive walls and a moat. There's a moat. The moat, moat is moat? no longer there. There ah. was a moat. So uh, the Thames was actually one side of it, and then the like other three, the Thames just flowed into. But gotcha. That's kind of crazy. Now there's a, a, a wall separating. Okay. It's kind of cool. The complex was expanded several times, mainly under Richard I, Henry III, and Edward I in the 12th and 13th centuries. But other people also... The fact that you have Richard I, Henry III, and Edward I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It's way quicker. <laughs> so the, t- the tower has been besieged several times in British history, and the tower has been uh, important to cr- controlling the country. So whoever held the tower is pretty much the person that controls the country, oh. because it's like right in the center of London. So it's a good defensible position. Okay. So other than a royal residence and a prison, the tower has been used as an armory, a treasury, a menagerie, like a zoo, which is fucking crazy, uh, the home of the royal mint. So they Wha- made all of their money there. What? Uh, what? What? The ro- the royal mint. What the fuck is? What is that? So so like uh, where they print their money? Oh, yeah, that kind of mint. Gotcha. Um, a public records office and a home for the crown jewels of England, which <gasps> is still there today. The crown jewels of England. Yes. When I went there, uh, there's this like really intense looking fucking security guard guy that's like, everybody, keep your phones in your pocket or we will arrest you. Because you're not allowed to take pictures inside. <laughs> so he's like, it will degrade them over time. You're not allowed to take pictures. And they're like very intent about it. So I, Is there a picture fun. of what the royal jewels... Yeah. I mean, not in my notes, but yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll Google it. I'll say just do, do a little googly. I'll just they're right, very pretty. Right click, define. They're very, very pretty. Crown jewels of England. Well, go fuck Very your... dramatic. Okay, hang on. Oh, I mean, England. Hello. Yeah. I can just It's like this pretty purple velvet and like jewel encrusted dealio. It's very nice. <coughs> I got a little choked up. I got a little excited. Oh, okay. Say, whoa. <coughs> it's the purple crown thing. You know, yes. You know why it's purple, right? 
Because purple is a royal color. But you know why purple is a royal color? Because okay. it's hard to make. So why, is it hard, why was it hard to make? I don't remember. That's a lot of questions. It was made from slugs. Purple was made from slugs. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard. Purple was... I gotta... Okay, I'm about to like... If I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot, I gotta make, make sure that I'm doing it right. Uh, purple was made from... Snails. Snails. That's what it was. Snails. Snails. Ew. Uh, 12,000 BC. And that's why purple is a color of royalty is because it was they had to kill so many snails to make this purple. Um, the Romans actually made it illegal for anybody who wasn't part of the Senate or whatever um, to wear purple. You were that's you were stupid. you were killed if you wore purple. So that's why that's the crown. Stupid. That's why it's purple. That's stupid. Okay, there you go. That's gross. That's stupid. Whatever. Well, it's like anyway. impersonating a cop. Like you're impersonating yeah. somebody who's in the Senate. Yeah. Okay, anyways. I mean, yeah, but like, eh. Okay. Anyway, in the early 14th century to the 17th century, a royal possession would be held from the Tower of London to Westminster Abbey for the coronation of a monarch. So that's I don't, cool. I don't know what any of that means. So they would walk from the Tower of London to the church in Westminster, and that's where they would be crowned. Oh, coronated. Yeah, now I know what that word means. Yeah. Okay, great. I got awesome. you. You're welcome. So when Britain had no monarch in residence, so when they were still living in the Tower of London and there wasn't a, a king or queen in house, um, the constable of the tower is the person who is in charge of the tower when king or queen is not there. This was a massively important and trusted position in the medieval period. And it's actually there's still a constable today. It's just more of a ceremonial position now. Okay. Which, you know, fair enough. Makes sense. The constable is also the trustee of historic royal place palaces and of royal armories. It's a lot of words that are hard. It's a lot of like fancy, fancy sounding. Yeah, fancy stuff. bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, like, don't, like, who missed am I to shit on the the culture that is the UK? But also, it's a bunch of fancy bullshit. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and all the families are super interrelated. But you know, th- we don't talk about that. Ew. Ugh. Hemophilia cropped up for a reason. Ah. Ouch. So in the late 15th century, uh, the only sons of King Edward IV and Elizabeth Woodville were placed in the tower for their protection. Their father had just recently died, and the two of them were the only living princes to the throne. Edward V, which was one of the sons, was 12 years old, and Richard of Stewsbury, Duke of York, was nine. Their paternal uncle and current regent was the Duke of that word that I can't say. Gloucester. That one. I had them lodged there as they prepared Edward V for his upcoming coronation. Before this could happen, the regent, Duke of Gloucester, declared that the princes in the tower were illegitimate and he ascended to the throne himself as <gasps> Richard III. After that, the boys disappeared. It is assumed that they were killed by Richard to protect his newly acquired throne. That's awful. They're just yes. children. Yes. Yep. Damn. Not a good time. So uh, no evidence was conclusive. So it may have been their, it was also speculated. So like their paternal uncle, or it could have been their maternal uncle. So their, their mom's brother, the Duke of Buckingham, or their future brother-in-law, Henry Seventh. So there's like a bunch of different options on who killed these kids so that they could become king or queen. Gotcha. Cool. Not a good time. Not a great time. So throughout the 1400s, there were a lot of reports of men actually coming forward and saying, oh, we are the the younger son, the Duke of York. 
None of those were ever taken seriously. And then in 1674, there were some workmen that were doing some work, and as workmen do, and they found a wooden box under the staircase containing two small human skeletons. Ah! The bones were assumed to be the prince's, but that has never been proven. They never did any testing to find out. They just assumed, which, I mean, it's a fair assumption. Uh, King Charles II, at that point, actually had the bones buried in Westminster Abbey, where they remain today. Damn. So that's not good. This is just as dramatic as any royal family could be. About to say, make it a fucking Netflix series, bitch. Oh, absolutely. Like, okay. everybody talks about the Tudor period, but what about this shit? Uh, uh. <laughs> and here we are talking about the Tudors. Uh, so during the Tudors, <laughs> the tower became less used as a royal residence, despite the attempts to uh, refortify and repair the castle. Its defenses lagged behind developments to deal with artillery, which ah. is fair because it does have like a relatively small curtain wall, all things considered. Yeah. So then during the World Wars, the tower was again used as a prison and witnessed the executions of 12 men for espionage. Oof. Yeah, not Oof. a good time. Okay. So after World War II, damage caused during the Blitz was repaired and the castle was reopened to the public. Today, the tower is one of the most popular tourist attractions under the ceremonial charge of the Constable of the Tower and operated by the resident governor of the Tower of London and keeper of the Jewel House. The property is cared for by the charity Historic Royal Palaces and is protected as a World Heritage Site. It's very pretty, too. Just yeah, it is. It's a... Uh, uh... It's 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 uh, not a tower, but it's it's a place. <laughs> it's it's a castle. It's a castle. It's old. It's stony. Okay, tell me why this bitch is bitch is haunted. So there's a lot of a lot of haunted shit here. A lot. So tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. We've we've all heard the story of King Henry the Eighth, right? Maybe. Let me jog. Like memory, re so. refresh me, please. Refresh me. Absolutely, absolutely. So he had uh, multiple multiple wives, and he kept getting tired of them. Um, so his first wife, Catherine of Aragon, he wanted to divorce her, but of course they were Catholic. So you can't divorce with your Catholic, right? So this, uh, the King James, King, the King James, Henry. King Henry Bible, King James Bible. Yeah. Two different the, things. That's, this is, is that where this came out of? No. No, no. Uh, no, this was just, they were Catholic and he didn't want to be Catholic anymore. Like he still wanted to be Catholic, but he just wanted to divorce his wife. So he made the Church of England. Which is yes. an Anglican church. Yes. Okay, okay, um, okay. And he made himself basically the Pope, but without being the Pope of that church. So uh, created a whole new religion so he could divorce his wife, Catherine. <laughs> so in divorcing his wife, Catherine of Aragon, he decided to marry his second wife, Anne Boleyn. So Henry modernized rooms in this tower in preparation for the coronation of his new bride in 1533, and she and the king feasted here in splendor the night before her coronation as queen. Everything was great until three years later, he decided he didn't want to be with her anymore. So he tried her, um, or he, he got tired of her, and he threw her back into the, those same rooms and accused her of adultery and treason. Oh my god. So, she spent her final days in the rooms that he had renovated for her three years previously until she was executed by sword on the Tower Green. What a fucking asshole. Yep. There were several of his wives that he had beheaded. That's right. I remember that. So, yeah. Not a good time. Not a good time. So now, as you can imagine, uh, she's not exactly uh, a comfortable uh, spirit type. Um, 
she's seen wandering the grounds inside the buildings um, as well. And it's typically at night, as most ghosty things are. It's easy to know it's her, though, because she has no head. Oh, my fucking God. Yep. So you'll just see, like, the torso of a woman walking around with no head. Oh. That's how you know it's Anne. Yeah, not a good time. Uh, um, she's also seen pacing the chapel of St. Peter, where she was buried after the execution, which is upstairs. So she she wasn't even buried in Westminster, like with all the other Catholic people. Uh, mm. She was buried here, which was disgraceful. Not a good, not a good thing. What an asshole. Yeah. So in uh, 1864, it's recorded that there was a soldier guarding the tower at night, and he sees this terrifying headless figure coming toward him. Uh, he panics, tries to stab her with the bayonet on his gun. And, of course, the dagger completely goes straight through her because she's a ghost. Uh, he faints from fright, as you would. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, time to take a little involuntary nap. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually was going to be court-martialed because they found him, quote-unquote, sleeping on the job. So, like, he was like, no, 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 I wasn't asleep. I passed out because this this lady, let me tell you. And his superiors were like, no, that's bullshit. And then other soldiers came forward and were like, no, we've seen the same thing in that spot, man. We just didn't pass out or he didn't find us. But yeah, we've seen the same thing. It's happened to us, too. Damn. So he was let off, which is good. Poor fella. Okay. Gross. So in 1876, Queen Victoria ordered that the bodies in St. Peter's Chapel be exhumed and buried appropriately. Good for her. So... Yeah, so Anne's not there anymore. She's been buried appropriately. Um, a short time later, one of the captains of the guard was actually patrolling the tower at night, and he saw this, like, strange light flickering inside the chapel. So he walks over to one of the windows and, like, presses his face to it, like, to the glass to see what's going on. And inside, he sees a procession, like, a full-on procession of, like, lords and ladies and knights, all in, like, the knights are in full armor. Like, a full court, basically. Medieval court is happening in this bitch. At the center of all of the festivity was a very small, delicately dressed woman that he identified as Anne Boleyn. So she's sitting in the center of this room with all of these, like, really important figures prancing around. So he watches this for, like, a solid ten minutes. Like, just, what's going on? Are you fucking serious? Yes. Yeah. A solid amount of time. And then everything just sort of dissipates and disappears. And then the candlelight snuffs out. And then he's just looking into an empty room. So that's gross. 10 minutes? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So that's cool. That's fun. That's exciting. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Terrifying. (gasps) So the the Tower of London also has its very own white lady, just like... Any haunted place. Of course. Especially castles. Yeah. Uh, so visitors will glimpse a figure in white in the quarter of their vision. And I do want to say, we were warned about this girl before we went into the Tower of London. So, Are you like, s- this is something the middle of the day, they're like, hey, if you see something, like, white on the flick, like on the edges of your vision, just take a deep breath and it's fine. Just keep on going. Like, we were warned about this. That's what? crazy. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. Wild. So... You'll see flickering on the edge of your vision, and then you get hit with this, like, pungent smell of old perfume, like, very overwhelming, loud smell. Some visitors then describe the feeling of, like, the world closing in around them, and then they'll get the chills up and down their neck, which, fun fact, happened to me when I was typing this out. Um, After the reopening of the tower post-COVID, tourists have now reported the sensation of something or someone tapping them on the shoulder. So this bitch is getting, like, forward. (laughs) She's touching people now. She probably got lonely. 
Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm so sad. Blah. So when they turn around to see what's behind them, there's, of course, no one there. But they do see a wisp of white that will disappear into the periphery of their vision. Oh. That's gross. Ew. I like that. So Lady Jane Grey was only queen for nine whole days before she was executed by Mary Tudor, also known as Bloody Mary, for anyone who's familiar with her that way. Um, so Mary killed her so that she could take her throne. Nice. Um Jane was only 17. So Jane's seen wandering the battlements in the grounds, and it's speculated that she is the woman in white. It's not confirmed, but it's speculated. Makes sense. Yeah. Now, let me tell you a personal experience from a man named Edmund Lenthal Swift. Tell me. So Mr. Swift was the keeper of the crown jewels between 1814 and 1852. As with all the keepers, he lived inside the tower with his family. He recalls a terrifying experience that happened a Sunday night in October about the witching hour. Yes. It says Saturday. Huh. What did it say? <laughs> Sunday? Yeah. Wild. Yeah, Saturday night, whatever. In October. An evening in October. Wild. So he was in the Jewel House, which is now called the Martin Tower, which is where the jewels are kept. Uh, the prison of Anne Boleyn. Uh, it's, it's a really, really, really nice room. They say prison, but like, it was a very nice room because it's the ones that... Henry had prepared for her, so they're very nice, very lavish. Right, right. The windows were all closed, the curtains were pulled, and the room was only lit by a few candles. The family was all seated at a table, and suddenly Swift's wife looks up and says, Good God, what is that? So here, I just took straight from his journal. He says, quote, I looked up and saw a cylindrical figure, like a glass tube, seemingly about the thickness of my arm. It was hovering between the ceiling and the table. Its contents appeared to be that of a dense fluid, white and pale azure, like the gathering of a summer cloud, the incessantly rolling and mingling with the cylinder. It lasted about two minutes. Then it began slowly to move before my sister-in-law. Then, following the oblong shape of the table before my son and myself, passing between my wife, it paused for a moment over her right shoulder. Instantly, she crouched down, and with both hands covering her shoulders, she shrieked out, Oh Christ, it has seized me. Even now, while writing, I feel the fresh horror of that moment. What the fuck was it? I don't know. I've just given you what I found. A cylindrical figure, like a glass tube. I don't know, but it's Wait, what what happened after it seized her? I don't know, that's all I found. What the fuck, Richard? Don't look at me. Uh, I'm looking at you. How dare you? So just a few few days later, Swift also writes in his journal. <sighs> okay, first off, remember when I said that the tower was also used as a menagerie for exotic animals? Like a zoo? A manicure for exotic animals, yeah. Don't fucking look at me. I mistyped that. It's fine. Uh, apparently, some of those things still haunt the place. What? So there are a lot of stories of like animal howls and roars that at night that echo through the tower of animals long gone. One that people typically talk about is like a lion's roar. They'll hear that a lot. That's fucking creepy. Yes. Absolutely terrifying. Imagine like hearing a lion's roar echoing through the hallways and you're like, I'm going to get fucking eaten. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fucking terrifying. No, thanks. So... Some people have seen the phantom shapes of horses, which will gallop along the cobblestones out front at night. And, of course, with all spectral horses, their eyes are blood red. And oh, wow. Uh, That's cool. That's I, fun. You, when you said that there were horses galloping, I was like, through the fucking hallways? <laughs> nah, not outside. <laughs> okay. That makes more sense. Oh, that'd be wild, though. Oh. 
So this time, however, that Swift wrote about, it was the massive figure of a huge bear, like big old black bear, like man killing bear, big old bear, not a black bear, grizzly bear. Those are bigger. Yeah. So one of the sentries saw this bear emerge from a doorway. So he doesn't see the door open. He just sees this fucking bear like out of nowhere, like there's a bear. So he thrust his bayonet toward the animal and it went completely through the animal, hitting the door on the other side and getting stuck. So he's freaking the fuck out. He drops in what was described by other people watching as a fit and was carried from the room by fellow soldiers, fellow soldiers after the bear disappeared. The guard died three days later. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Now, at this point, after that story has been told so many times and other people have seen the bear and so on and so forth, they assume that the bear is nothing more than the devil in disguise. So that's cool. That That's fucked. Yeah. That's... Ew. It's not a good time. No. What the fuck? No, thank you. Huh. Whew. Now, another spooky thing inside this tower, because there's so fucking many, uh, is the old armor of Henry VIII. You know, that asshole that, like, killed all of his wives or divorced them or whatever? Right. So it's said that that armor is possessed by a, some sort of demonic, malevolent something. It's him. So people who will walk by that armor have the feelings of dread and or get the chills down their spines. This is also something that they warn you about. Um, like, if you feel weird going near this armor, that's okay. Just leave the room. So that's kind of wild to, rem- like, read this and remember. Happened. So others describe not just like the spine chilling terror, but also walking into the room and feeling like you're being crushed alive. Other people describe it as a demon jumping down from the ceiling and wraps its arms around your chest trying to suffocate you. So every time you go to like you exhale, it gets tighter. So that's fun. What? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that this is like such a public place. Yeah. Where it's so frequently, frequently toured. Yeah. And this shit's happening. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Um, other people have described it as an invisible monster trying to strangle them. So they'll feel hands physically going around their neck and tightening to the point that they can't breathe. And as they're gasping for breath, they stumble into another room where the pressure will release. We're going. Okay. Get in the car. I want to make a really bad joke, but I'm not going to do it. I was going to say, I was going to say, choke me, ghost. Choke me, ghosty. Choke me, ghosty. There you go. Ah. So do you remember the princes in the tower that I talked about? Those two sweet little boys? Yes. So apparently their spirits are still here. Of fucking course they are. Yeah, it makes sense because of how violent their death was. So the boys are seen holding hands as they make their way through the tower between rooms. And sometimes like they'll see you and then they'll like melt through the walls. That's the fact that they're not they melt through the walls is fucked up. But the fact that they're holding hands. Yeah, uh... that's that's actually kind of surprising because the, the way that the older brother, I'm sure, was treated was you're better than him because he is your lesser because right. you're older. Right. So that it makes it even sadder. Mm. Mm. Huh. So also here, uh, hopefully we've all heard the story of Guy Fox. He's the reason the, the British have bonfire night, also known as Guy Fox Day, November 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason, and plot. Because I see no reason that gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Okay, well, I, uh, he had every... I've heard of it, but I don't really know what it is. 
Poopy. Okay, well, he had every intention of, uh, he had, like, put a bunch of gunpowder underneath Parliament. Yes. And his, yeah, his plan was to go in there and blow that shit up and kill James I at a Parliament meeting in 1605. Okay. So, that plan was foiled, and Parliament wasn't burned to the ground, which is good, right? Um, Fox, unfortunately, was imprisoned in the tower and tortured horribly, which, traitor, so it, uh, that's how it goes. Unfortunately. Par, for, par for the course. Yeah. As, as unfortunate as that is, that's a pretty common thing for anybody that's classified as a traitor. Yes. Isn't Guy Fox also V for Vendetta? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Huh. So he most likely was tortured on the rack in the White Tower dungeons. So that big, tall, pretty tower. Um, and some people claim to still hear him screaming ah. inside the tower. Ah. That's ah. fun. Uh, other people who visited the tower uh, have noticed the sound of sandals slapping the stone floor. Like that's a it's a very particular sound. Like Jerusalem cruisers are real. Like everybody knows what those are. So, <laughs> so it's an indi- what? <laughs> have you never what? heard me call them that? <laughs> I've heard that once, but I forgot, and that it just <laughs> it it just tickles tickles me every time you say Jerusalem oh, cruisers. Okay, shit cracks me up. Oh. Okay, so uh, this is more than likely a monk that is a ghosty monk walking through the tower. That's kind of fun. You can sometimes see him after you hear his sandals, so that's cool. No. Uh, Now, here's here's another sad. Uh, Margaret Pohl, uh, Countess of Salisbury, took place, uh, took, what? The way that I wrote that didn't make any fucking sense. Okay, (coughs) She uh, she was arrested and taken to... The tower where she was executed on the tower green. So she was executed for the crime of being the mother of the cardinal pope who opposed Henry VIII when he uh, self-created his position as head of the Church of England. What a fucking asshole. Yeah, it wasn't even she said anything. It was her son said some shit. So that's wow. Yeah. Yep. Um, And it's even worse because she she was this uh, 67-year-old woman. Um. When she was killed, uh, eyewitnesses say that the executioner was, quote, wretched and blundering youth. So he was unable to perform a clean execution. Ah! Hacked at her head and shoulders for quite a while. Um, <gasps> it's, it's said that her screams still echo through the towers and the, the courtyard. Mm. So that's fun. Gross. And my last thing is, fun fact, the Tower of London has always had ravens that reside in the tower. Or, like, on the grounds. Uh, there's actually a legend saying that if the ravens ever leave the tower and don't return, the kingdom and tower alike will fall. There is actually a seven ravens in residence today, and they are cared for by someone named the Raven Master. Oh, which I think is kind of fun. Fucking course. Yeah. Uh, there, was, there was another one where there's a uh, ceremony that takes place, because a lot of the, the yeomen that work for the crown live on the grounds in some of the exterior buildings. And there's a ceremony that they do every now and then that has, like, horses and it's, like, really dramatic and it's cool. Sometimes those soldiers, when they take a step, hear something half a step behind them. So it's, like, an additional soldier, but everybody's in step. So they're just hearing someone half a step behind them. And I fucking hate that. I know. I know you love that so much. So... That's uh, that's fun and exciting and cool and great. Uh, and th- thank you. Thank you for listening about the Tower of London. I had a great time. Thank you for sharing that really fucked up place. You're welcome. It's Good. actually really scary because like the way when I went, the way that they had 
the crown jewel setup is a fucking pitch black room, pitch black room with just the jewels illuminated. That's so fucking extra. I love it. Oh, absolutely. It's extra shit. But like getting in and out of there was awful because you had to go up this tiny, tight little staircase, like winding staircase. It's all stone. And you go up and in and through, and then it, it's just like like a little path that leads you down, and there's this big room that you go down and around, and then out. And it was not bad, just kind of spooky, and tiny little black room. Yeah, that, okay, that, that part sucks. I thought it was just you no. walked in and it was a dark room, but not fucking going up staircases and shit. The dark? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it was spooky. That's fun, though. Okay, cool. We can go. Maybe we all, yeah, we all learned, we, we learned something today. Absolutely. We should go. Okay, cool. Great. We'll we'll mark it on the list as soon as uh Russia stops being a fucking asshole. Meh. Bitches. All right. Yeah. We good? Yes. Had a great time. Thanks. Okay. Awesome. I'm ready for you to tell me a story. Okay. But before I tell you a story. Yeah. This is the part of the podcast where we give shout out to our newest Patreon members today. However, we don't have any newest Patreon members today. But we what we still do have <laughs> is Glorious, glorious. I, what's really bad is I still haven't put it on, but like I need, a, I need an occasion because the jewelry is so beautiful. But anyways, we have jewelry from Ana Luisa, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. And if you go to our special link that I will put in our bio, that's shop.analuisa.com slash haunt her, you will get access to buy one, get one 40% off, 40% off Mother's Day sale. Beautiful. Okay, it's We're actually just, really nice jewelry. It's yeah. very pretty. It's very small. It's gorgeous. It's understated. It's, it's beautiful. I, it's it's dainty, but like dainty there we in go. and of itself. Yeah, is that the word you were looking for? Yeah, that's the word. I was like struggling. Yes, dainty. Yes, it's it, beautiful. It's dainty, but like it's it's worth it. It's like really top quality jewelry. Um, like I I literally like I have them all like set out on my dresser, and I still can't like I can't stand it. So like. <laughs> Like, I can't stand it in a good way because I'm like, God, they're so cute and I need to like make an occasion to wear them. So you could definitely go on their website and get some jewelry starting at $39. Doll, doll hairs, if you will. $39 doll hairs. Yep. And if you don't like what they have on their website right now, that's okay. Every Friday they release new sets, new collections, new pretty things. So if you haven't <laughs> gotten your mother or mother-in-law if you're someone like me and has two moms to buy for you can use the buy one get one 40 off mother's day sale code so go to shop.analuisa.com slash haunt her that's a-n-a-l-u-i-s-a get yourself a buy one get one 40 off mother's day sale thank you but for clarification zoe doesn't have two moms she just no. has her mom and her mom's best friend no my mom and my mother-in-law oh yeah I forgot. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not married, so I don't know how that goes. That's fine. It's cool. Yeah. You you have your mother in law. Yes. So it's like having two moms, but it's my mom and my husband's mom. But like yeah. doesn't your mom have like a BFF that like is also like a a third mom to you or something? Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yes. Okay. That's Absolutely. what I was thinking. I was in Girl Scouts, so I've got like fifteen women that claim to be my mom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it must be nice. I got so many moms. Must be nice. I'm trying to be like you. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So that's cool. Uh, what's also cool is if you drop a rate and review if you're on iTunes or drop a rate and review if you're on Spotify and anywhere else you're listening to us, please be sure to do the thing. Because if you like what we do, please rate and review. I don't. Do huh? it again. 
Do it again. I don't know. Do it different. What, what are we doing? Slam poetry? Yeah. I don't like how the cadence of that. Oh, well, that's fine. Uh, if you like what we do, give us a rate and a review. No, there's no give us an... <laughs> <laughs> if you like what we do, rate and review. Thank you. You're welcome. Kay. Now I've done it so many times differently. I don't remember how I did it originally. That's how you did it. It's fine. Like that. Okay. Okay. Don't ever fuck it up again. Are you good? Yeah. My window is like slightly cracked, so I could oh. just barely see outside my curtains. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought somebody ran by my house and I was like, uh. That's super close. Yeah, somebody... we're fine. Right. Okay. All right. Cool. Because like you just made a look. I was like, ghost. They tore out my bushes. Did I tell you that? No. What? They fucking tore the bushes out. And when I asked the little rental person today, like, hey, when the fuck am I going to get some bushes back? It looks like a crack den. The lady goes, I'm sorry. They did what? And I went, my bushes are gone. And she went, we didn't do that. And I went, what the fuck do you mean you didn't do that? So I don't know when I'm getting, or if I'm getting new bushes. Apparently the person who ripped them out that was like, yeah, we'll have some back. Might not bring my bushes back. I don't know. It's been like a month. Okay, there's <laughs> there's so much to unpack. <laughs> in that everything you just, the fact that you called it a fucking crack den. That's what it looks like. There's no bushes. Well, <sighs> those bushes look fucking jank anyways. Oh, absolutely. So you're saying someone just came in the middle of the night and took your fucking bushes? <laughs> no, the middle of the day, I open up the door and the first words out of my mouth were, what the fuck? And the guy turns around and he goes, oh, hey, sorry. Yeah, we're taking these out. I was like, obviously they're gone. And he went, yeah, you're going to get some new ones. Don't worry about it. I was like, when? And he goes, I don't know. We'll bring them by. But then the rental people said that they... <laughs> that they have no record of somebody taking our bushes. So that guy literally stole your fucking bushes. I guess so. I don't know why you'd put in that much work to take somebody's fucking bushes. I don't know. I want, like, also, those bitches were in the ground. He had to get a truck to eat them out. So like, I, mean, I don't know. They, they couldn't have come out alive. I don't know, man. Unless they were American boxwoods, which those fuckers go for like... $300 a pop, but like... Ridiculous. They were American boxwoods. They were pieces of shits. Oh, absolutely. And now I have no bushes and I'm upset. So now you live in a crack den. And I yeah. will make fun of you from now on until you get bushes. For that living hurts a, my feelings. In a crack den with your um, carpet and your bathrooms. Yeah, I'm still mad about that. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's 2022. We don't have carpet in the bathrooms anymore. All right. Yeah. Yep. I, I had pink carpet in my bathrooms growing up as a kid. Ew. Gross. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. Okay. I've I've never had carpet in my bathroom until I moved into this place. Yeah, no, you're it's disgusting. You don't fucking keep carpet in the bathroom. No. Okay. It's gross. The more you know. Anyways, are you ready to talk about the Paris fucking catacombs? I don't actually know if I'm prepared, but I'm definitely gonna scream at least once. Okay. So you prepare yourself. Okay. Well, if you don't scream, I'm gonna be upset, so Okay. I'll okay. have to strategically plan when I'm gonna scream. Okay, cool. So, also, I I find it really funny that you did a, a a UK place and I did a France place. Ha! Just Europe. Did we did we do that on purpose or was that like no? No, I just I, decided I was gonna do uh, a bunch of UK places. Get on my notes. Never. Okay. So there's a sign in French, of course, when you enter the catacombs that says "Stop! This is the Empire of the Dead." <gasps> I wanted to put in a Skyrim joke. Stop. You have broken the law. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. So the catacombs didn't first start off as catacombs, obviously. Or right. maybe, that's not, maybe that's not obvious to some people. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. Uh, their intentions were never to be to rest a bunch of fucking dead people. Uh, they, were, they were originally mines in, in 
in the area where Paris is. But it wasn't it wasn't Paris at the time. It was the the not Paris place. The not pla- the pa- the place before Paris. Lou- I pronounced this before. I practiced this. I swear to God, before we started, U- Lutetia. I think that's right. Lutetia. Yeah, Lutetia. Yeah. Dope. Okay. That's so it, weird. in the ga- in the Gallo Roman period of oh. f- first first BC to fifth fifth AD oh. century fifth century of the AD. So like oh. six centuries. That's a lot of time. Yeah, so that's when they first like originally started. Like they were oh, they were open, open, open mines with limestone. So they would they would excavate this limestone and obviously built the city. So like they were just pretty much like ripping the limestone out from underneath the city and then like putting it or yeah underneath and like putting it on top, which I find really that's fucking, fucking stupid. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So it wasn't until the 14th century that they actually just started digging underground tunnels. Like it wasn't okay. it wasn't open anymore. They would actually have to like drill down and then like start spider webbing out, which this resulted in a hundred and eighty miles of caves underneath Paris. Hundred and eighty fucking miles. Yes. They are all over the goddamn place. And we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. That's what we're here for. So most of the maps of the mines were lost. Because of lack of planning, it was just fucking have at it. If you find it, go for it. And some of the places in the mines collapsed. Oops. Yep. So going forward a little bit more in time, uh, Louis the Sixteenth banned extracting, <clears throat> banned extracting any more material out from underneath the roads. Because fun fact, in 1774, the road called uh, Rue Denfer, which is Hell Street. Which I I probably butched that in French. Um, that street collapsed because of the mines below. Whoops. So basically, he stopped. He 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 was like, all right, actually, time to stop, and made a Department of General Quarry inspections to, and they were instructed to go down there and figure out what the fuck was going on. So yeah, that's this, fair, right? So the guy went down there, and they reported back was like, um, do you know there's a bunch of like fucking tunnels underneath the the city? Like, did you know that? And I guess nobody knew that. Like, some stories say, like, they didn't know that. Nope, nobody or, knew that. Wow. Apparently. Or, like, it wasn't, like, as... Ex- they didn't know how extensive it was. I think that's it's more accurate to say. Okay, that's fair. That I would believe. Okay. So, they were... Because he made the department to go map it out, and the guy came back and went, that's not fucking happening. <laughs> that's not happening. So... Jesus. Um, fun fact, this is why Paris cannot build tall buildings. Because because the weight of the building cannot be supported by the ground that is there today. Interesting. We just can't do that here because people like sinkholes and caves. Right. In, in Tennessee. Yeah. Huh. Okay. You good? Yeah. I just smacked my microphone. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did warn me that if you put the mic back like that, you would smack it. And you did. So absolutely. At least three times an episode. <laughs> So while these quarries are going on for like obviously a hot minute, they're just they're happening, they're getting built, they're getting dug out. You want to know what else is going on? What dead bodies? Oh no! You mean people <laughs> die? People do die. Spoilers. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, people are fucking dying. So like obviously this land's been inhabited since first century BC. Jesus. So that's a lot of fucking people who were dying and being buried in the area so yeah cemeteries were starting to overflow 
And it was actually causing a massive public health concern. Are the French Catholic... Our majority of the French Catholic, I guess, was the better question. I think so. Most of Europe is, like, majoritively Catholic. Yeah. That damn pope. Yes. Roman Catholics, 80%. Okay, cool. So, um, there was, like, one report somewhere that, like, it was so bad that it was, like, making the wine go bad and, like, curdle milk because I guess the stench was just so bad in the air or something. Yeah. I was asking because I know you can't, like, cremate people if you're Catholic, so. Correct. So. So. Um, in 1786, it was finally decided that the bodies from the cemeteries were to be emptied from the cemeteries and that they would be moved into the abandoned mine shafts below. Six million bodies, six million skeleton bodies were moved from the time frame of 1787 to 1814, even during the French Revolution. That's a lot. Yep. So the reason why it took so long, r- regardless of the fact that it was six million people, like putting putting that aside for just a second, um, they could only move bodies at night. Why? Because it they didn't want people to see it and get upset. They kind of did it on the low low, kind oh my of. God. Like I don't think that they necessarily. It wasn't like obviously up to a vote, right? So like it was just the king was like move six million bodies, throw them down there, and just start stacking the bones. Like, don't care. Like, don't keep... Don't care if, the like, the skeletons were kept together. Nothing like that. So, they moved them at night to avoid uh, 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 people and the church being upset by seeing it, right? Because if you don't see it, you know, you don't get upset. So... That's what I've been told. Right. <laughs> Ignorance <laughs> is bliss. So, they chose specifically the former quarry known as Tom Iswar... Iswar, that lies beneath the plain of Lontrog. And from, let's see, from seven, so it fucking took two years, from 1785 to 1787, one of the largest cemeteries was emptied. It was called St. Innocent's Cemetery. Of course, it's, I'm not going to do it with the French flair, uh, which had been used for, for the last 10 centuries. It was that fucking full. That's ridiculous. That's so fucking much. So, the bones were dumped down two different quarry wells, and workers down below were just told to start stacking them in a corner. They were just haphazardly piling around. There wasn't really rhyme or reason to it. So the the quarry became known as the Municipal Ossuary in 1786, which is fancy talk for a vault of human remains. So it was opened then to the public in 1809, only by appointment. And visitors could write their experiences in a register at the end of the tour. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just a fun fact. Just a just a fun fact. So, so, so there's like a millions of there's millions of fucking bones down there. Obviously, it's it's probably gonna get to the point where like they don't know what to do. Like they're just stacking bones. It doesn't make any sense. This one guy okay. step, steps forward, and his name is uh, Jesus Christ, Harry. I don't Harry, think that's his name. Harry Cart. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Cart's day three, and he's like, mm, "I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make art. I'm gonna do." I was art. literally about to ask you about that. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so he starts making art with the bones. So he he orchestrates having all the bones and stacked in such a manner that the catacombs are decorated with the bones. I have a friend of mine that went to yeah. France recently, yeah. like in the last yeah. four years, yeah. and she brought back pictures of this place. Yeah. 
and it's haunting. Yeah. Like, the guy put, like, made, like, decorated the walls with, like, like the skulls of people, like, popping out, yes. like, all throughout the walls. Like, stacked femur bones into, like, these intricate shapes. He also, like, grabbed cemetery pieces, like, headstones and, like, whatever, because they were all fucking empty now. And he started, like, decorating the place. But I think during the French Revolution and maybe a little bit of the World Wars, they were taken. Yeah. During raids or whatever. So um, he also did like carved. I can't. I don't know how to des- describe it. Like, um, you know how Egyptians carved shit into the walls? Yes. Uh, he kind of not like hieroglyphics, but like carved like actual like building looking type things into the walls. He did yes. that. He did that in, in the catacombs, too. So like he like actually made this place look presentable, stacked the bones, made them. I don't want to say pretty, but like did art with the bones like however you wanted to find that in your brain gave it an artistic flair please feel free to google it because also i've just stumbled upon an article that has multiple different bone churches apparently it's not just this one it's they're all over europe it's like a fucking normal ass thing in europe apparently yeah because i mean europe's been inhabited a long fucking time yeah and they're weird about their bones i guess crazy so so famous people have come to visit the place count Count Artois, or Charles X, came huh. down to visit, and he did with an entourage of court ladies. Of course he did. Of course he did. He was a player. He was he was the man. Uh, Francis I, in mm. 1814, he was the Austrian Empire at the time. Empire. Emperor at the time. And he, uh, he strolled through. He took a stroll. Took a stroll, right? And then lastly, Napoleon III and his son came and uh, peeped the place in 1860 what a thing to go on a family outing to (laughs) oh my fucking god i mean you're not wrong you're not wrong so today anyone is allowed to come visit okay and uh all year round it gets about five thousand five hundred fifty thousand visitors all year round okay it's it's not a foot traffic so only official work and official tours are allowed. If you are down, if you're down in the catacombs and you're caught, it's a forty dollar euro fine. Forty dollar euro, forty euro fine. That's it. Yep. That's like eighty dollars. Yep. That's not a lot. Nope. Because it's it's actually it's almost kind of like it's culture for them to go down there. There's some people who because it's such a, such a bustling city. Yeah. Some people kind of get like a little overwhelmed by being Uh around so many people. So they actually escape to the catacombs like a couple times a week just to get the fuck away from people. Like they're, we're going to talk about that in in, like a couple more minutes, but like, yeah. Interesting. Why they don't find higher, I don't know. But like my guess would be because it's like a cultural thing. That would make sense. Okay. Wild. So 2003. There was a big heat wave in Paris, and apparently it was so bad that people were actually just going down into the catacombs to just get away from the heat. And so, yeah, and it was like a kind of like a big deal because like so many police were like, get out of the catacombs. You cannot be down here, even though it's like super cool in the catacombs. I mean, yeah. Stop stop going down there because it's like fucking dangerous. This one's my favorite. In 2004, police found a fully functioning movie theater underneath a particular part of Paris. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce that. And 
while they were performing a drug exercise because they were using the catacombs as like official work. So they're going to do a drug exercise, went to the catacombs and they found first they found a PA system that had a dog barking. Okay. And then they found complete with a full size cinema screen seats for seats for an audience of 20 and the seats were carved out of the stone in the ground. A projection tech to put the put the thing on the screen reels of film of horrors and noir films i mean that's the only thing you could watch in the catacombs let's be real correct let's be i mean they 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 fucking get it right a full bar and a and a complete restaurant that's nuts okay so two of course like they were obviously like siphoning electricity and they weren't supposed to be doing that right so like that's that's the whole thing so um the police leave they're like, the fuck is this? Because they weren't prepared to, like, do an investigation. So they leave, get the appropriate people, go back down, and it's all gone. It's all fucking gone. And the only thing that is left is a note that says, Ne, sh- uh, ne cherche pa, which is no, don't search. It literally translates to no search. But That's fucking um, creepy. Right. So I read somewhere that it was a group called Lay UX. Okay. Don't know who the fuck that is, but um, apparently either no one knows who did it or it was that group. Crazy. Are you going to Google them? Uh, yeah, I can. That's All crazy. Right, I could see you Googling something in your glasses, so. Isn't that fucking wild that they found that down there? That's fucking terrifying, actually. Mm-hmm. Urban experiment. That makes sense. Okay. Cool. In 2014, the movie As Above, So Below. Fuck that movie. It gave me night terrors. Proceed. <laughs> proceed <laughs> was That's the first scary shit. was the first production to be granted access to the catacombs to film their movie that movie was filmed in the paris catacombs fuck that movie it scared me so bad it was so fucking good the deal was and like the production company was also like they came forward and said they wanted to alter nothing or damage nothing down in the catacombs except the two things that two props that they had to bring down was a piano because he would he was playing the piano and he was like, Oh, we played on this piano, it was always this one key was broken and he hits that key and it's not playing. Hmm. <sighs> and then the other thing that they brought down there was the car that they set on fire. That seems dangerous to set which a car is, on fire underground where there's which very is, little Right. Which is air. really weird because that part of the movie it almost looked like it was in a parking garage. Yeah. Didn't it? Uh, but apparently that was still part of the catacombs. That's fucking fucking weird. So anyways. We're also going to talk about that in the hauntings. That's, we're not done with as above, so below. In 2015, Airbnb rented out part of the catacombs as a public stunt. They offered people a chance to sleep in the catacombs. And no, thanks. I, I guess see if they could sleep throughout the entire night in the catacombs. No. It cost them 350,000 euros to rent it out. Jesus. Yep. You want to hear the most fucking French thing ever? Yes, I do. In August of 2017, a group of thieves pulled off a fucking heist. Okay. They, because like, like, like when I tell you buildings were literally built on top of the catacombs, people yeah. have cellars that open into the catacombs. Like Got I'm, you. I am telling you, these buildings are built right on top of the catacombs. Okay. That's actually terrifying in and of itself. Right. So they broke into the cellar of I don't fucking know where, and they. They stole 250 euros, 250,000 euros. 
thousand euros worth of fucking wine. I mean, let's get white girl wasted and watch some horror movies, you know? Please tell me, wine in France, of all the things you could fucking heist, you do wine. Sounds but like I mean, there's a bunch of teenagers. No, but like, but I mean, if like, if any place in the world's gonna have really expensive wine, it's gonna be France. So like, I Absolutely. get it, but it just, it just, it just tickles me pink that they pulled off a heist stealing wine in France in the Paris catacombs. You know what I mean? That's nuts. <laughs> oh. So, there are people called cataphiles. Okay. That's what they call themselves. They are okay. self. They are self-proclaimed people who love the catacombs. So they're called cataphiles. Okay. They are they are urban splunkers that explore the catacombs below for funsies. Of course. Or, as or, you do. or yeah, or to just map out the place. Like they just these are the people that go go underground because it's like part of their culture deal, right? So Okay. You it's it's one of those deals like it, it was kind of like as in as above so below. They're like, "Hey, take tickets to the catacombs. Can we, can you and like literally it's like that. Like you got to know somebody who knows somebody who like who like runs that shit and so it's just like yeah take me down for one of your trips right so common places that the catacombs can be accessed other than like cellars um manholes storm storm drains there are random doors in the subways that lead into the catacombs and there's random gates under bridges that will also just lead right into the catacombs no i'm good yep so like police have to like monitor all those places to make sure people aren't just like slipping down in there yeah, that's a good way to get lost and die. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Okay. Okay. So th- I was reading an NPR story about how they there was a place to get into the catacombs, but you had to get into this like wormhole only the size of like one human, and they slid down 50 feet into this like hole, and then they pooped out into the catacombs. That makes me nauseous. It, it was disgusting. Like, I I have, at one point in my life, done a cave crawl, and there was literally a section where it was, it was about this this wide that you had to crawl through at, like, less than 12 inches. Yep. Never again. Did I tell you I did that not guided? I did that on my own? You're a psychopath. I will actually, I had to have talked about that on the podcast, that I went splunking in a place you- that wasn't marked. You maybe did, but yeah, I, if you did, I blocked it out of my memory because I'm claustrophobic as shit. Oh, well, remind me on the next episode and I will talk about it. Sounds good. We'll do. Great. Okay. Just to make the terror rise. Okay. So if anybody's claustrophobic, um, get ready because like, we're going to talk about some shit because here comes, here comes the hauntings. Here comes the fucked up things um, and, and bone chilling myths and legends, if you will. Okay. Really? What? You didn't, you didn't laugh at my... Or get upset at my pun, bone chilling, myths and legends. Yeah, it was pretty good. I was just panicking about the the claustrophobic stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was a little distracted in my brain. Sorry. It was okay. good though. Okay, thanks. I needed acknowledgement. Acknowledge me. Okay, thank you. Um, <clears throat> a gentleman, an esteemed gentleman by the name of Philibert. 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 S. What a name. Pert. Anyways, uh, he went down to the catacombs in 1793. He was the doorkeeper for the Val de Grace Hospital, and he was sent on a mission to go into the cellar and get some liqueur. Oh. Instead of making it into the cellar, this motherfucker wanders into the catacombs. 
Because again, some sellers lead into the catacombs and he gets lost. But it was speculated that he was also drunk. Well, I mean, you don't just stumble into the catacombs. Somebody either like backdoored him into this reality where he was in the catacombs or he was drunk. I would agree. Yeah, I think it was drunk because like if he was going to get more alcohol, then. Yeah. Yeah. So and he had one candle because this is 1793. So he goes down there with a candle and he gets lost and the candle goes out. Because he, he runs out of a candle. So he never comes back out, and 11 years later, his body was found. Holy shit. Took 11 years to find him. And they That's only. Awful. Yeah, they only recognized him by the key ring on his belt because it Jesus. went to the hospital upstairs. Yes. So they built him a tomb exactly where they found his body. It's actually a really, really nice tomb. You should Google it real quick. Um, just type in Philibert uh, Catacombs Tomb. And you can see it. it's pretty cool. So, <laughs> nice Don't face. Don't fucking laugh at me. <laughs> the the cataphiles, they claim that he haunts that part of the area of the tunnels for sure. Like 100% haunts that bitch. Wow. What? That's just crazy. Okay. So, in the times of World War II, the French resistance actually was down in the catacombs like recollecting themselves. And they established headquarters in the catacombs. Oh, interesting. And, and it was because of them being in the catacombs that they were actually able to, like, plan and liberate Paris during World <laughs> War II. But because the mines are, you know, 180 miles, another part of the mines was occupied by the Nazis. Ew. And they actually established, like, underground bunkers where they, like, made cots, put steel doors in, uh, toilets, electricity, like, did the whole shebang. Damn. Yeah. Like, they, like like, decked out where they were. So it was really funny that, like, both parties were using the catacombs, but, like, neither just, one like, separate knew. separate sections? Yeah. Like, they were just so fucking far apart and probably, like, could never connect because of how fucking spiderwebby it is. That's crazy. All right. So here's the most f- fucked up thing. Are you ready? No. There was a camera, a video camera found in the tunnels that's really famous, and you can actually look up the footage. Uh, it was found in the 1990s. A man was down in the catacombs exploring, doing doing your thing that you do, and he was obviously recording with this camera. Yeah. So as you're watching this, you watch this footage, and it's becoming very obvious he's getting more upset, more frantic, like he's, like, not himself. And it's very obvious he's lost, and he's becoming frantic because of it. Okay. And he gets more and more and more, like, as, it's, as like, the recording goes on, he gets or more upset and to the point where he is just like running through these tunnels that okay. he's he's freaking out and he's running through the tunnels. The last thing that is seen on the camera is him dropping it and him just walking off. Oh, that's cool. So, an ABC documentary, like ABC Family, which I think is really fucking weird that they did a documentary on this. They retraced this man's steps and they did not find him. They couldn't find him, didn't find his remains, nothing. That's fucked up. It's speculated that this is the event that inspired As Above, So Below. Yeah. Adding on to that, when the clock strikes 12 Uh a.m., apparently the catacombs come alive. I don't like that. So it is very common to hear people talking like all around you and like in the walls and like nonstop chatter. And it's also speculated that the voices will try to persuade you to go deeper in the catacombs. 
Oh, that's that's reassuring. Which is what a lot of people think happened to the man on the camera is that he was like hearing these voices and it was driven mad. Yeah. <sighs> There's also a blatant warning for sensitive people, like for adults and children alike. If you're sensitive, they tell you just don't fucking go like you can't do it. There's just so much going down there, going on down there that like a lot of people can't handle it. Oh, well, I mean, there's so so many. That's fucked up. That's, nope. Uh, there's so many people that died there. Or not died, but, like, rest there. Yep. Are you watching the video? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You found it. Yeah, he drops the camera and then runs the opposite direction. Yep. And that fucking... It's sick. I hate it. Um, there's also... not a fan. No. Uh, there's a quote um, that goes, Think in the morning that you might not survive until the evening. And in the evening that you might survive until the morning. There's, like, Ooh. a... There's like a bunch of like creepy shit down at like like quotes in the cavern caves because of that one guy who was like, let's do art. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is a shitty story. In 1896, there was discovery of a hundred cat, like hundreds of cat skulls in the tunnels. Aww. So it's speculated some asshole running a restaurant was passing cats as rabbit meat. That's not what I wanted to hear. Yeah. So people, so that guy was apparently just chucking the remains down to the catacombs. So like people like throw shit down, like just chuck shit down there because like good luck finding it and good luck having it traced back to you, right? That's really sad. Also, you can grow mushrooms in the catacombs. Uh, that fits. <laughs> that fits. If if yep. there's ever a way for people to figure something out, they're gonna figure out drugs. Like that's I don't think that's quite the mushrooms. Oh, it's it's the French, oh, probably, probably the eating mushroom. mushrooms. The eating mushrooms, right? I think you can eat all of them. It's fine. Like you can, <laughs> but there's only some you can eat once, Zoe. That's true. That's true. <sighs> oh my fucking god! So, anyways, two teenagers got lost in the catacombs. Oh no! Recently, actually, I forgot to write the date down. But it was like very, fairly, fairly recently. A 17 and a 16 year old went down to the caves and they got lost for three fucking days. Jesus Christ. Um, apparently at some point they were just in the dark. I guess like whatever like light source they had went out. Yeah. And they don't know who called it in or like how the fuck like it even got started. Yeah. That like they were down there, but but they get guard dogs. Okay. Or guard dogs. Search dogs. Search dogs. Search, search doggos and they go into the catacombs and they find these kids that's impressive yep and they had hypothermia and they were taken to the hospital absolutely so they lived and they recovered it was pretty cool so if you want to watch a really cool video on like the um like to get a feel for like the crypts and like maybe even see a ghost investigation that chick amy who does the amy's crypt thing Yes. She's a popular, like, YouTuber blogger about everything that's paranormal, and she, like, travels around and everything. She has a one-hour special of- Hell yeah. Of going into the Paris catacombs, and it's all on YouTube, and you can watch it, and you can just- She just records it, and whatever, and I don't know how the fuck she got down there. I don't know if she had permission. I didn't, like- It was an hour, so obviously I just kind of, like, watched a bit here and there, and it's it's pretty- It's a good- It's it's good. It's a good watch if you really want to, like, see what it's like. It's Fair funny- Cause it's funny because she's like in like one part of the thing is doing an investigation and there's like other people just like also walking through the catacombs. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. The whole thing is fucking wild. Like people live down there. They do hold like mass in the catacombs sometimes. Um, they like there's 
communities down there. They they haul shit down there. Of course, there's graffiti out the ass down there. It's like it's it's like its own city That's underneath terrifying. Paris. Yeah, like it's awesome, but it's terrifying. Yeah, it's like because there's no law down there. Because like you could get fucking murdered, dragged down there, and Just maybe left. some. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention some parts of it are flooded. So yeah. on top of it being you know, caves and shit, and you're crawling through, like, you know, less than 12 inches of shit. Parts of it are flooded, so people will go down with scuba gear to go crawling all throughout it because it's fucking flooded. That's terrifying. Yeah. No? Nope. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Ah! There's my scream. Yay. Ah! <laughs> not doing it. All right, no, we're done. I mean, no, we're not. Fuck no. We, we will do the legal tour. Yes. I absolutely. am not. I am not. No, I've done. Fuck no, I, I've done my fair share of splunking as a child, and I'm good. Yeah, nope, nope, not mm-mm, nope. Mm. Disgusting. Yeah, I was not pleased doing this research. So it's it's haunted, but there's just more weird fucking shit that happens and weird shit that has happened. So terrifying. Yes, this one sucked. This one was like actually like horror, fearful, suspenseful. I hated it. So, anyways, we're gonna we're gonna move past this. Great. Awesome. Um, so I'm glad you came. Yeah, same. Glad, glad, glad that I'm here. Okay. Glad that so, all of you were here too. <laughs> so if, if you want to check us out and any more of what we're doing, I don't fucking know what we're doing half the time. Be sure to head on over to our website at hauntherbarelyknowher.com. We have a contact page. Drop a comment. Drop a thing. Drop a thing. Oh. Yeah. Why don't why 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 do cows have bells on them? I definitely read it and I don't remember. Because their horns don't work. There we go. Okay. Someone dropped us a joke and it was really funny. We liked it. Okay. That's pretty good. So thanks. Drop a suggestion. Drop a, drop a joke. Um, if you want to check us out on social media, be sure to head on over to Instagram and Twitter at H-H-I-B-K-H podcast. I'm on Instagram. Zoe's on Twitter. And also be sure to check out Anna Luisa. That's yes shop.analuisa.com slash haunt her and you get your buy one get one 40% off that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A hell yeah okay cool great dope perfect cool can I go to bed now yeah great yes because it's way past my bedtime I gotta it's my late I gotta brush my TVs okay so until next time haunt her I barely know her or any of those people from the catacombs or not people skeletons they're dead yep <laughs> The skeletons in the catacombs. You, there you go.